Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drun, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the X-Men. And this week, we're going to talk about um, how the physical body, how you are physically, can um, contribute to your psychology, to your mood, to your health in, in all sorts of ways. And we, we talk an awful lot about psychology and what you're thinking about. Um, and we were just having a discussion before we started recording here about how actually being aware of your body, and we're going to talk about ways you can do that and things that we've learned collectively about that, um, can actually really bring something to the table with, with, with healing, with understanding, and with letting go, moving on, and all those things that we, we all want to do when we're in this divorce place and we are suffering. Uh, luckily, we, we all here have had the fortunate opportunity to get past that and get to a better place. And we're all involved in some way or another in trying to help other guys who are still suffering move past it and get to that better place uh, in a speedier way if possible. So, yeah, we were just talking about how you can do this. And, and there was a strange coincidence happening between what we've all learned and, and things we've heard. And so we just wanted to bring that to you and, and hopefully some of it will help you. So will somebody here kick us off with what, we've, what we were just talking about? Well, as I recall, we were talking about how we were, we were acknowledging how we experience trauma both in, in our behaviors and we experience it in our minds and how we, how we think through things. We we're sharing some personal stories a little bit on how we ruminate on things and how we can help quiet our minds, how we can work through a problem, how we can expend the energy, you know, if they're working out, like you were talking about before we hit the go button on this, punching a bag, getting all that negative energy out. But there's an aspect to this that the, the the trauma of an event or the the significance of the stress can reside not only in our thoughts and in our feelings, and they can come they can be brought about in our behaviors, but they also can sit and reside in our bodies and actually manifest in stresses the bodies. A big example is we were talking about before this was sitting at your work desk. And you get home and you realize, man, my neck is just all jacked up. It's sore. My back's sore. And you find out, you realize when your significant other or your friend says, how was your day at work? Oh, it was a, it was a shit show, man. It was just stressful. It was busy. And I just had a horrible day. The boss was on me and this didn't go right. And, and then you, as you talk about that, you realize your shoulders drop a little bit because you've talked about it. You realize, okay, well, you realize where that tension was residing was in your neck and your traps. And likewise, when we have a traumatic event, either in childhood or it could be experienced in the moment, it could have been that day, the body's going to hold on to that tension somewhere. It's going to reside somewhere because we're, we were talking about how it's all interconnected. Mm. Actually, the trauma can actually affect our, our physiology and our neurology to the point where it can uh, not allow certain functions to happen normally, like digestion, like it raises mm. our heart rate or it increases our respiratory rate. 
beyond what our normal homeostasis is, where we're, where we're residing, where we're in good function. So we're, we're talking about that a little bit. We're talking about how it presents. And with that, I'll kind of let anybody else want to share beyond that. Which before I'd like to bring what Larry was talking about because that kind of was the catalyst for us to talk about it. Uh, yeah. And just very quickly, if anyone watching, we we were talking about this book called "The Body Keeps the Score." We're, we're not affiliated with this in any way, but we it was just a coincidence that we're, we've all been involved in it in some way or some of us uh, by a guy called Bessel van der Volk, van der Kolk, sorry, um, and he talks about storing trauma in the body and uh yeah your what you just said about digestion reminded me there was a thing about the vagus nerve and how the vagus nerve is um when we're storing this trauma in some way the vagus nerve is really kind of sensitive to however we're however our skeletal body is doing however our organs are doing however our muscles or whatever they're doing in our body to store that trauma are interfering with some of the functions that the vagus nerve is kind of responsible. And, and, and if I'm right, I remember it, it, it is partly goes through the digestion, it goes mm -hmm. through the, the organs. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you're having those kind of stomach wobbles or stomach cramps or uh, IBS or something like that, that this could be part of that suffering. It could be part of this trauma that's manifesting and it's physically manifesting. This is not woo-woo. This is not, you know, kind of like, you know, whatever, some, some kind of weird magical thing or spiritual thing. This is a physical um, reaction to trauma. Mm -hmm. And these guys have studied it. And what they bring to the table when they, when they talk about it is, I think, really helpful. And so, so Larry, you, you were talking <coughs> about something that you were into just um, re recently doing, and it was really helping you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I, I haven't read that book, but I'm pretty sure that the woman who I learned this from did read the book. Uh, her name is Victoria Song. Uh, she's got a book out there, Bending Reality or something like that. But mm. what I learned from her was basically how to, you know, we've all got these emotions living in, like you've been talking about, living inside of us, not just in our, our brains, although that's part of it, uh, but also... It manifesting in our in different muscle groups or in your gut or wherever. Uh, and, you know, every once in a while, you know, these old memories bubble up to the surface. It could be from our divorce or from childhood. For me, it was from, from childhood. Um, and as I'm going through this exercise, which, uh, which is a recording of, of Victoria's songs talking me through it. Um, and I guess I should recap, uh, this exercise is called feeding the demon. So you're actually looking for where the emotion resides in your body, talk to it, have a conversation with it, understand that it's actually part of you. And this part of you wants what's best for you as long as well as yourself. Um, and part of the, part of the exploration of this is, uh, you know, uh, what shape does this emotion take? What color is it? How big is it? How heavy is it? Uh, how old is it? And I was looking at this, you know, in my mind, I'm like, holy Moses, this, this emotion has been sitting in me for well over 50 years. Mm. And uh, that kind of shook me to the core. Uh, but at the end of it, it's such a release 
uh, and I'm sure this emotion will bubble up again in the future. But now I've, I'm better capable of uh, of, of dealing with it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where I'm, what I was doing. Mm. So, so Dustin and uh, Peter, you were talking uh, to us about having a pretty stressful day. I know we're probably not as stressful as some guys that are in the midst of their divorce at the moment, but still, stressful days. When, when you've been hearing us talk before we started and, and now, how does it make you feel about the stress that you might be feeling today? I mean, because it's so visceral, right? Because you're experiencing it right now. For me, it made me, made me realize... I can actually do some things to shift it in the moment, even. And, and Jason was talking earlier about working out. Larry was talking about walking, but getting out, doing something physical, I always find helpful. Uh, but for me, too, when I'm, I'm feeling that stress or getting frustrated, it's often a result of my being focused on something I don't want to ha happen in my life, or maybe a fear, something's getting screwed up uh, for a client, possibly whatever, so you're trying to resolve it. So I tend to shift, once again, we come back to clarity, I tend to shift to really focusing on what it is I want to create, how I want to feel in the moment. So I used to have, I haven't done this in a while, but I used to have a little, literally a visual I would do when I would be feeling stressed, and this particularly was back in the divorce days, but when I'd start to feel all worked up and stressed, frustrated, pissed off, whatever, I'd literally visualize a little red flag topping out, popping out of the top of my head that would be like, hold on, time out, I need to shift. And then I'd focus on how I needed to shift. And it was amazing how effective that was. Can you remember, you say how effective it was, can you remember what part of you physically noticed that shift? Yeah, I'd be feeling very, very anxious. What do you mean, what part of my body? Yeah, what part of your body felt that? I'd have to say over my overall energy. When I get stressed, I just, I'd feel zapped. Completely right. void of energy often. So I would feel my energy literally within a couple of minutes start to be able to, to come back up. Right. For me, I, I, I used to feel it in my chest, just like on one side here. I know it wasn't my heart. It was a muscular thing. It was tension. And what, I used to manage a, uh, a big print company. And I would get in about 10 o'clock in the morning because I won't bore you with the details. But by about 11 o'clock in the morning, that pain would be there. It, was just, it wasn't like a sharp pain. Right? It was just a dull pain that I knew was tension. And it would last until about 7 o'clock when I left. Every, I, would, I would never leave before 7. And I used to tell people about it. And he would just say, what, what are you doing? Get out of that job, man. That is killing you. And I, yeah, 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 I know, but you know, blah, 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 this and the other. I stayed there for eight years, eight years. And probably seven of those years, I had that pain from 11 o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock in the evening or, or further, just with the stress of managing that entire company. And when I quit and I started my own company, I didn't have that anymore. It was mm. almost like a switch. I went to work. The very first day that I'd kind of said, right, I'm doing this on my own. And I, I think I got to the end of the week or something. And I thought, I don't, I don't think I've had that pain all week. <laughs> it's like, I just kind of got used to it. Mm -hmm. And it's not normal and it's not healthy. And if you're feeling, if you're listening to this or watching this and you're feeling anything like that in mm -hmm. any part of your body, just notice 
that that is probably not adding to your overall quality of life, either health or happiness in some way. Dustin, you were talking about stuff that was affecting you. Well, how would you answer that same question about how, yeah. how this, these thoughts that, and these things that we're talking about might help you right now? Well, it's interesting. First of all, the homeostasis word they use, uh, I don't know if it was during this recording or, or previous to it, but I think knowing that that's your baseline and that's where you kind of reside and that's where things are functioning normally, I think that's number one, a good place to start. Like, when do I feel normal? What does normal feel like for me, right? So mm. going back to this morning, I would, you know, I've, yeah, it's been kind of a, an interesting morning for me. Uh, personally, I just, just a lot of things going on professionally and with, now with the ex-wife and some things that were, where I would literally this morning was like, and I'm not exaggerating, literally going in circles in my house, not finishing things. I was dropping things. I was just really, things were just not working out and I got out of sorts and I had to like go, what the heck? And so we're talking about physical manifestations within the body, but I think also to to notice when things like that are happening to you too, where you're just like, you know, unsettled and, uh, and, and, you know, kind of manic, if you will, you know, like things were not going well for me this morning. Like anything that I did, I was trying to do something as simple as like do the laundry and I drop things on the floor and just <laughs> stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And then you have to, like you were all, we were all talking about is like taking that pause and real make, take, making that, you know, uh, conscientious effort to make, uh, realize what, where your awareness is right now. Like, where am I, what's going on with this? And so I literally had to stop stand in the take my you know shoes off and go stand in the lawn in the grass mm. in the sun and calm myself down and do some meditation and do some you know figure out exactly what you guys are talking about where do i feel this right now what part of my body is 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 um you know is this where is this manifesting and so i did a i did um some pranic healing um actually and cut some cords and did some things and cleared some things out for myself and uh it seemed to help. It calmed me down and settled me a little bit. Um, and on a more, I guess, pragmatic side of things, I mean, if you're going to call that woo-woo, that's kind of woo-woo. Um, it really just, like we always talk about, slows things down and makes you kind of take stock of things. Um, where did I feel it? I felt it in my throat. Something that needs to be said has to be said. I felt it in my shoulders and my back. I felt it in my lower back. Like, all of these things that we have, like, and you really have to dig down a little bit and be honest with yourself about where is it that I feel this? And, and I think us guys, we, we tend as males to ignore things physically, like, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll see it. I'll see a doctor later. That still works, you know, whatever. But I think if we're, if we're really being honest with ourselves about where we are and how we want to feel and you know that we want to get better and that we're trying to reach for our best self out of this and not suffer anymore and not feel the way like shit about things that are going on in our life then you know you do have to take some steps in that direction and part of that is exploring these things that you might not have explored before like you know vagal nerves and things like that like I know a lot of people that might be listening to this are going, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know, what are you saying? You're like, <laughs> I've never heard of these things. Um, but it is a thing. It's a physical thing. Like you were saying, Stu, it's, it's uh, these things show up 
And if they show up in you physically, then they're showing up to other people, right? <clears throat> they're showing up in your performance at work. They're showing up in how you show up for your kids and how you show up for yourself. So as a means to an end of how do you want to be better, this is one of those means to an end. Um, mm. You know, it's not just about all the things we talk about, like, you know, positive mindset stuff or going out and exercising and all that. But there's other ways that other resources that you have available to you that um, maybe are outside of the box of what your normal, what your normal thought process might be about, you know, a solution. So, um, so yeah, for me, it was just, it was just, it kind of showed up, it showed up in my, in my throat because my job is, is all about telling people stuff. And when there's stress involved with communication, mm. that's, that's where it shows up for me. Mm. Can I add to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, no, don't add to that. <laughs> that was a foolish call. <laughs> um, I, I really like that. I really like what you said because I think there's a majority of guys that just, our knuckles are dragging on the ground. We can't hear what was just said for the noise created from the knuckles. We're, we're, we're used to being the ones that are the workers that we don't have time to pay attention to our bodies. That is for sissies. That's for, I don't got time. I'm a man. I can deal with it. But the fact is that men tend to be the ones that are delayed in calling when they have a heart attack. Women will call more readily. We are the ones to suffer through things more than a women will before they will talk to people, will share the experience. We tend to hold it within our bodies. But the problem is we were never taught to get in touch with that. And here's the evidence of it. You talk to anybody, whoever's listening to this, go out and talk to somebody, ask them, how are you feeling today? How does that make you feel? And I'll bet you that the answer will be along the lines of a thought. Well, I think I've been having a good day. Well, I think I just need to work through this. Well, I think I need to change my eating plan. We are predisposed to think through things and not feel our bodies. Ask yourself the question when you're going through something, not how you think about it, how you're feeling. And like Dustin was saying, we, well, we've all said this in one way or another, how are we feeling? Mm. How do I feel? Because if we go with the premise that the body is a finely tuned, intricate, interwoven mechanism, perfect in its design it is a sounding board for what we're experiencing and it will tell us what we need and what we're lacking and when people say oh my body's betraying me i'm getting old it's wearing down no you wore it down it is not betraying you it is sending you information about something that you need to pay attention to now that doesn't that acknowledges the fact there may have been things in the past um issues injuries and things like that but when we look at the body and we're experiencing pain or experiencing discomfort, it's, it's the body telling us something's wrong, hmm. whether it's a heart attack, whether it's a broken finger, whether it's a strained muscle, whether it's experiencing a mental trauma or stress that is residing in the body. And like Dustin was saying, we need to find how we get in touch with that. And we talked about some quick modalities, just fired off real quick, but here's something you guys can do. That's, that's really meaningful, that's really simple, that will start you on the path to do this, is to get away from everybody, get nice and quiet, no distraction. And this may sound weird, but it's very simple. Just take this hand and this hand, put it right over your heart, touch your heart, and sit and quiet and breathe and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Now, that may sound funny, it may sound weird, it may sound simplistic, but it works. Mm. And guys, I double dog dare you to try it. 
<laughs> is you'll get a sense of what is going on in your body and you'll be surprised. What does it give you? Is you're going through something your body is telling you. And when you can identify with that shoulder pain or that pain in your neck, what happened in the day it's causing? Why is my throat hurt? Well, I've got a difficult conversation with a client I got to have. And now that I'm acknowledging that, I feel that tension relieving. Mm. That's what it's a simple step of getting in touch with the signals your body's sending you to get in touch with that. That's a facet of dealing with trauma. We can, we can go to the gym and work out, guys. We can go for a long walk. And there's a, there's a benefit to that on several levels. It can be a healthy distraction. But if it's compl a complete distraction for getting in touch with things, then it's not serving you well. So these things all fit together we're talking about. And it is a, is a part of taking care of ourselves, both our, we talked about our, our mental aspect, the mental aspect, we talked about that before, but this is taking care of the, the body and, and really kind of looking at it as being that part of the whole that is providing the feedback for us to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, that's you, what you were touching on was some of the stuff that we had kind of spoke about before we started recording about what do these things mean? And Dustin just said it as well about his throat. And that might be the practical way. Like Dustin said, people are listening to this going, what the hell are these guys talking about, right? The practical way might be, like I, I had said, I hurt my shoulder many years ago and a, a mentor of mine at the time said to me, what are you trying to reach for? It had nothing to do with what actually happened to hurt my shoulder. I actually physically hurt my shoulder. But, the, but just the idea of what am I reaching for that I can't get? And, and how is this shoulder pain related to that? And I could have I could have sat there with that for a while and gone, well, it's got absolutely nothing to do with it. My dog hurt my shoulder. That's it. Forget about it. Let's go to the pub. But I, I chose to just explore it for a bit and think, I wonder if it's got something to do with that thing I'm trying to get done. And I'm struggling with it. And, you know, if you've got a knee pain, maybe it's the direction. Maybe if you've got a throat pain, maybe it's trying to communicate. Maybe you've got a back pain. It's about, do I feel supported? You know, because the back supports you, right? It sounds a bit airy-fairy, but just the thoughts of these things might give you the opportunity to unlock something about yourself that you don't, don't usually notice. And I say that because I know a lot about this stuff, and I still don't do it regularly enough. <laughs> I still sit there going, why have I got a pain in my chest? <laughs> it's like, why, why have I got a fucking headache, man? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't actually do this enough myself so this is a great reminder uh and one of the things that you said one of the things that you said larry was about color and stuff color texture shape size i remember doing that many many years ago like 15 16 17 years ago so that's a great reminder as well when when you when you decide what's what is this feeling what does this suffering feel like you, you might go i don't know what it feels like and that's a really good way of trying to get to the number of it. Okay, what color would it be if it had a color? Oh, it's red, you know. Okay, okay, we're getting somewhere. What texture is it? It's freaking like a cactus. You know, what temperature is it? You can use these other ways of describing to help you get to the bottom of what you might be feeling. Because the word feeling is such a big all-encompassing word, it's hard to get to the nub of it. It's like trying to find a it's try, trying to find an M&M &M in a huge ball of cotton wool. You know, you've got to feel around in there to try and get to it. Um, and then, Dustin, you talked about, I thought it's it really so good, is what do I feel like when I'm normal? 
And it's like, wow, do you know what? I've never even probably considered that. What is normal? If I understand what normal is, I can really understand what abnormal is. When I'm feeling abnormal, yeah, I know, I've now calibrated myself to this. And when I step outside of that, something's not normal. Maybe I'm happier than I usually am. Great, that's a good one. But if I'm anxious or whatever, and then, then I can use that, the Larry thing and go, well, what am I anxious about? You know, uh, could I describe it in some way with a color or a shape or a resonance or a sound? Or how can I get closer to understanding what it really is? Um, yeah, there's a, do you know what? There's a shed load of information we've just shared there. And that is pretty overwhelming for anybody. So maybe this will take a couple of listens <laughs> and maybe a notepad. I take my own notes while we're talking. Anyway, anyone got something to wrap up with or something yeah. as, a, as an action point? Well, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I, you know, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, you know, I think all of it is actually grounded in science. Some of it, you know, sometimes you can't tell the difference between science and woo-woo and stuff. And if whoever, if you guys are listening out there, if you need a reason to to listen to your body to uh, uh, to take care of that pain in your in your gut or whatever just look at your kids because those are the people that you are doing this well you're doing it for yourself first but a close second are your kids and uh, if if an old emotion or an old uh, psychological inju injury is hampering your interaction with your kids in any way to me that's reason enough to start paying attention and start taking action on your uh, mm. uh on some of these old emotions that, you used a great word there injury we don't think about the mental stuff as injury we would we would have ho no hesitation if we broke an arm or a leg or something of healing that before we carried on but when we talk about psychological trauma we don't think of it as an injury and it's just such a brilliant word to use for that because it is as poignant a thing. It's as relevant to heal that injury, probably more so than any physical injury, even though we've been talking about physical oh, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Anybody else want to add something as a passing to do for somebody? Just the last thought on the heel of that. Sometimes we ask the question, what's wrong with me? Sometimes when you ask the question, what happened to me? Mm. Was there an injury today? What happened? I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm bothered by this. What's wrong with me? No, that's, that's a, that's, a, that's accusatory. That's shaming ourselves. Ask the question, what happened? And get in touch with that. Excellent. I think that's an excellent one to end on. Wow. My mind's like, Phew. And, uh, <laughs> so i really thank you for that so many reminders so many things i'm now going to be like taking more time to actually do because i'm guilty as everybody and uh, i just hope everyone else that's listening to this or watching this also gets some value out of it and thanks again guys for um for being involved full house yay yay B team <laughs> see you next week guys Thanks, everyone. Thanks. See you. Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important 
to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.